Hi, you're listening to Young Leaders Podcast, a show that inspires creatives and motivates you to make a meaningful impact in the world. My name is Filippo Bagarella, and I'll be your guide to success as we interview young leaders, selfishly asking them about their progress and the lessons in life they've learned so far. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Woody Pierre. Thank you so much for being here with us. It's such a pleasure. Um, so I always say this. Now it's a mantra at this point. You know, the podcast is called Young Leaders Podcast. Yeah. So we always ask everyone, what is your definition of a leader? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't want to say something like from Google or something. And based on my experience, I think being a leader is... Um, you should be an example of what you want to say, what you want to do. Like being a leader is somebody who's always trying to give the first example of the thing that we are doing. And uh, based on ex- experiences that I, I had is um, leading a band, leading a marching band when I was younger. So one of the things is, if you want people to play something, you should be able to play it and show them. If you want people to be on time, you should be able to always be on time. So for me, my definition of a leader is the perfect example of what you want to do, of what you, of your expectation of everything. And how do you get to that point? Because there's this thing that... And some, some musicians believe that music is perfection, right? Yeah. And in order to lead, apparently you have to be the, do you have to be the most perfect one? Uh, I mean, we are human. Yeah. We can do stuff that, yeah. But as long as we're trying to do our best every time, so we should be able to do it. And um, when you are a leader, you should do the first move, the first step, you know, and a leader is some somebody who can think ahead. Like, if I'm going to do this, I should know that somebody's going to be late. I should prepare something for this. You know, for example, you... Always we, two steps ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should be able to think more than just the... the Think more than just the plan that you have. So if you have a plan... You think about A, B, C, D. You should think about F, G, H, I, something like this, because you have all the plan, plan B, plan C. Yeah, you, know? you, yeah, know you have all the alphabet <laughs> planned out. <basically>. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So always two steps ahead. Yeah. And is there a guidebook that a person might want to follow um, or some footsteps of someone that someone would like to follow in order to achieve that ability in being pre-organized, I believe, because pre-organization means being a couple of steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Is there someone that you look up to? Um, as a musician? Um, as a person, as a musician, as whatever you want to identify. Okay, so as a person, like normal life, I would think about my dad mm. because he's such a guy that always trying to do, always trying to show you the thing, mm-hmm. always trying to be there for you. I think um, the relationship between a dad and a son is such a great example of being a leader. Because the first, when you're a little kid, the your first example is, is your dad. Like you trying to, you want to be like him. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you're fighting and you get beat, somebody will say like, I can call my dad just right now because mm -hmm. you know he's the person that you want to be. You are the little version of your dad. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, that's the first pers uh, person I think. As uh, a person. Yeah. What about as a musician? As a musician, I would say um, Winston Marsalis, who is, which, who is one of my favorite musicians. I'm, I'm going to go back to him later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nine Grammy Awards, first jazz composer to win a Pulitzer Prize of Music. I mean, this guy... This guy's a big deal. Oh yeah, he is. Oh he's, yeah, oh yeah. How was it meeting him? Um, because I, 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 I know you met him. So I, you know I, the story. No, I, I, I did some research and I saw you uh, talking to him on. There's yeah. a video of you of you talking yeah. to him. <laughs> yeah. So you want to know how we met? Yeah, tell me everything about this guy. Um, I remember when I started to play trumpet. So he was my only one hero. So I wanted to play like him. I even wanted to stand like him, <laughs> you know. So I always wanted to um, talk to him one day, you know. And then I have a friend. She's in France. So Winston Marsalis has a concert in France. So I talked to her. I said, you know what? My favorite trumpet player is playing in somewhere in your city. So um, can you do me that favor? Go to that concert and... You know, you never know. Try to do a call video so I can see him play. Yeah. He said, you know, I want to see my, my favorite trumpet player, you know. And he said, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it just for you because I know you like music. I said, thank you. I appreciate it so much. And then um, after the concert, I, I said, um, can you go and try to talk to him? She said, I don't know, but I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. They didn't let her go to the backstage. And then I said, can you go, you know, outside? You never know. You can, you can find you him. You might see him leave. Yeah. And then she did that. And then, like, we, we, we were talking, too. You know, we are friends. We were talking. And then after, like, 10 minutes, somebody said, hello, my little brother. How are you doing? Huh. It's like, what? Winston Marcel is calling the little brother. Like, like that's crazy. And then he said, um... Where you where you where you at? I said I'm I'm in Haiti. He said I would like to hear you play. Why don't you come to New York? I said it's not easy for me to go to to New York from Haiti to New York. He said. So this was back when you were still in Haiti. Yeah, and then he said, um, you know what? I have to go, but um, I'm gonna give you my number. If you wanna have any scholarship, just let me know. I was like I was shocked. First. I heard that, but I'm, I, I wasn't sure because I couldn't even speak English very well. But I recorded the, the call. And then after I was listening to the call, I was like, you really said that? I was like, that's crazy. And then the next day, I, I sent him a text, you know, to, to tell him, like, how grateful I am. Like, you, you really do that to me. That's such a great opportunity for me to go to America to learn, you know. And then he said, where do you want to go? <laughs> Damn. Where do you want to go? I was like, wow. I said, I, I want to go to, you know, actually I'm applying to Longe School of Music. I'm applying to Berkeley, NEC. And I was applying to a school in California. So I told, I, I, I told him that. And then he said, you know, apply. And wherever you have the bigger scholarship, just let me know. I will take care of that. Huh. And then that's how, I, you know, 
I, I came from Haiti too here, and that's how I met him. Just and he called Vibio. And I met him in person last July. So in, in a way, you can, yeah, that's the video where, where, yeah, where you're greeting him. Yeah, that was last July. Yeah. yeah. Did you get to play for him? Yeah. yeah. You had your trumpet in your hands, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I bought it. And then he said, don't tell me you come here without your trumpet. He said, can you play me something? I was like, wow, what am I going to play for Winston Marsalis to impress him? There is nothing I can do to impress him. He's, what did you play? He's the greatest. He said, you know, don't take too much too much just play your c major scale and then i played and then he said you you have a good sound you know uh, you need to keep practicing keep doing stuff you know that's how you get better yeah. and what got you step back what got you in the first place to to play the trumpet um there was a marching band in my high school hmm. and um they always go every we, in Haiti, we celebrate Flag Day. It's in May, actually. So they go out and play. There was so many people. It's like a festival. So I always wanted to be a part of that. So um, I started to play saxophone. And then one day I was like, no, there's too many keys. I need to play something more simple. And then I find out the trumpet. I was like, wow, just three buttons. <laughs> I'm going to play that. And then, you know, I started to play trumpet just like this. <laughs> so pure case, actually. Mm -hmm. Too many buttons. Too so. many buttons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know that you got the chance to also lead uh, back in your country before moving. Yeah. You did a workshop. Yeah. A trumpet workshop. More than once, right? Yeah. Right. Talk to me about that. Um, you know, in Haiti, we don't really have... Um, conservatories of music or big universities just he like here in America. So we help each other. That's how I learned trumpet. It's a community thing. Yeah, so I wanted to find a way to share my knowledge to other people. So the 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 same way people help me, I always wanted to do that too. So um, I said, okay, there's no schools. I should give a, a workshop some places in Haiti. So I did it in my hometown, which is Cap Haitien. And I did that in the capital, um, which is Port-au-Prince, Jacques Mel. I did that in a couple places. And that was so good. That was such a great experience to, of being a leader, too. Because... Yeah, the, I, literally you were on a stage and people were looking at you, trying yeah, out what you yeah, were doing. yeah. And all of the places, I had like 26 to 30 trumpet players. Wow. All willing to learn, very motivated musician, you know. And that's funny. Sometimes you're teaching somebody and you can feel that person is more motivated than you. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, that, that gives you like more courage to do it because you, you can see that people want to encourage you to do what you're doing. You know, yeah. Where do you think motivation comes from? Is it something that grows from the very start or is it something that you have to cherish and, uh, yeah, and grow yourself? Is um, it something natural or not? Mm, I think the first motivation, it came from, um, it comes from uh, love for something. So, like, you like something 
you're like excited. You want to do it. You want to do it. The only thing you want is to do it. But motivation that you're going to have to keep doing this, you get it from little progress. So if today I, I have a piece that very difficult for me and I practice it and I play it, I was like, wow, if I can do that, I can do more. So every single um, step you do can motivate you to, to go somewhere else, to go further. So like, I think progress can give you motivation. Listen to other play can give you motivation. And listen to music, go to concert, you're going to be very motivated when you see somebody doing something you can't do. You know, every time I go, for example, in Boston, there is a jazz club that name is Wally's. It's in the Massachusetts app. Every time I go to Wally's, after, I was like, wow, I need to practice. So I get my motivation from, you know, looking at, from listening others play, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. You mentioned practice. Yeah. Um, and that's sometimes a very taboo um <laughs> topic for some musicians but for example in my case I unfortunately realized that I wasn't able to practice for long periods of time anymore because I wasn't emotionally and also physically partially physically able to do that anymore okay probably also because I lost motivation where what what do you think might cause a loss of motivation in the long run um I think I mean you mean if you want to have motivation again or... No, uh, yeah. If I want to have motivation again, for example. Or is there a way... Yeah, is there a way to get it back? To get it back. In some way. And not just for me, but also for others. Okay. So if I were you, I would say, what gave me motivation when I had it? So I know for me when I was in Haiti that what gave me motivation was uh, a trumpet player... His name is Gregory. This guy has such a beautiful sound. And so every time I want to play more, I listen to him. So I think one of the things you can do is to try to find to find the way that you had it before. What did you do? What happened? Where did you get that motivation from? So, yeah. Because one of the reasons might be that, you know, the music industry is a very... Um, competitive one. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I, I did an example of me, but it could be anybody else. Yeah. Some people cannot handle that, um, that level yeah. of of competition. Mm-hmm. I'll just make an example. In an orchestra, you need from six to twelve or eight to sixteen yeah. violins. It depends on what type of orchestra you want. And for that one spot that might be free, mm-hmm. you have two hundred people auditioning for that spot yeah and when in my case when i realized that my life was going to depend on that i thought that's that's just too much of 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 a guess you know Mm -hmm. and it kind of scared me but i i know a lot of people especially violinists um but even flutists or trumpets because in an orchestra you guys how many are you like three 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 tops flutes sometimes are two or three tops yeah so yeah, I think that it's it's important to to try to also realize that the industry is very difficult. How do you tackle 
that um, that issue. Um, yeah, like you said, there's so many great trumpet players, so many great musicians. Um, one of the things I would do is, where do I want to go? I am somebody that I have something different to to I mean to to say to play to. I mean, you have something special in you. You need to find that. You need to find that. There is nobody else who is Filippo. It's only you. It's only you who is Filippo who talk like you talk, who play like you play. You know, one of the things that is try to find a way to be special because you're not going to be better. You're not going to be, I mean, not better. You're not going to be the greatest. I mean, I don't think there's the greatest violin player too. There's a lot of great musicians. But exactly, what is the greatest? How do you define it? Yeah, I don't think that's there is. I don't think there is a greatest trumpet player. There is a lot of great musicians, a lot of great trumpet players, and I think what I what I can do is um, trying to find something special. For example, me, what I do is, I know I'm from Haiti. I know Haiti has a different style of music, so I I'm trying to find something special to do to combine music from Haiti and jazz music or classical music. Huh. So that's going to be something that you you don't see everywhere. So, you know, I'm not going to be better than the others. They're not going to be better than me too. But we all are doing something different and we are sharing something to the world. That's all contributing. I think that's matter, yeah. So yeah, that's all. All that is matter, and trying to find something. I know I don't know what style of music do we have in Italy, but I know there's something special in Italy, and you have it in you. And if you do something by combine something from Italy, America, from your experience, from something, you will find something you can do. You know, so that's how I think about it. Mm. I trying to find something to like. Oh, I'm gonna go to a Woods concert. I'm gonna listen to this because, you know, Wood is doing this. An American, an American, not gonna play Haitian music like I play Haitian music. Mm -hmm. You know, you grew up with it. Yeah, I'm not saying that they can't play it, but I'm talking about like something you have in you. Yeah, you know, trying to find something. That's how I, I. I I think about it. You said something extremely interesting. You mm. are trying to merge um, music from from Haiti, yeah, Haiti. with uh, jazz and classical. Mm -hmm. uh, technically, how do you do that exactly? Because um, that's extremely interesting. I don't think people ever. I I don't know, but uh, I didn't do my research on that. But it's yeah. something that it's not as common as as one might think. Yeah, that's the point. So if it's not common. People will find a way to 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 see it. Mm -hmm. You know that's why I'm trying to do it. So how? Um, I don't know if you heard about Creole jazz. Creole jazz is um, uh, we we have that in New Orleans. So it's kind of easy to do to merge music to Haitian music with jazz because it's the same idea. In Haiti, we we had slave, and the and the slavery period, it's the same. I mean, and it's in that same condition that jazz music, uh, uh, 
we, we people started to play jazz. It was in New Orleans. The slave was trying to find a way to express themselves. It's the same thing in Haiti too. The slaves were trying to find a way to express themselves. So it's kind of a lot of improvisation, a lot of freedom. So it's kind of easy to combine them together. Hmm. Yeah. So I think just like this, it's not going to be that easy to do it with classical music. Does it require also recompositioning some stuff? Recomposing some stuff? Recomposition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because it's not the same rhythm. It's not mm -hmm. the same melody. So you have to try to merge them in some way. Yeah. That, that's, that's very difficult, actually. Yeah. If you think yeah. about that. Yeah, I think I did that in my recital. The last piece was a piece, was a Haitian piece. Mm -hmm. I tried to give them a, like, um, we call that rhythm Yon Valu. Mm -hmm. The rhythm is Yon Valu. So I tried to put it with some jazz chords, stuff like this. And for how long have you been trying to, to, to go on with this project, merging different types of music into, into one ideal? Uh, maybe is it one something year. new? Is it something? Yeah, maybe one year. But I really started to think about it, to work on it since January. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because okay. since, since yeah. January, yeah. I said, like, okay, I'm going to have my recital. I need to find something different to do, you know? I, I started to think deeply about it. I was like, okay, I can, find, I can play something from Haiti. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to read something to you. Yeah, of and course. And you're going to tell me. So, all right. <laughs> Live for the moments you can't put into words. Follow <laughs> your soul. It knows the way. May 25th, 2022. <laughs> tell me about that. Um, <laughs> um, I think sometime, that was last year, right? Uh, 2022, yeah. Yeah, that was last year. Yeah, almost yeah, almost almost a year ago. Yeah, it said live for the moment you can't put into a word. Follow so, your soul, it knows the way. Yeah, I think people, this generation, they don't really spend time to enjoy the moment. We always in our phone texting, taking picture. People nowadays can't have fun without alcohol, without stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... A lot of people can't spend one day without their phone, without, you know what I'm saying. Yes, and so, I do know what you're saying. <laughs> so I wanted, to, I wanted to be able to enjoy a moment that I'm going to have to think about my whole life. That was a concert. The name of that concert was Bayou, which is a concert of a DJ, a Haitian DJ. So I said to myself, okay, that's the first time in my life I'm going to be playing for thousands of people. That was in the House of Blues in, in Boston. So I said that's going to be the first time I'm going to be playing in, in front of thousands of people. I need to really enjoy that moment. So that's where I decided to say that spend time. Did that moment, you cannot put it in a word. You cannot put it in just a picture, but leave it enjoy it live in the moment yeah live believe it. it or not it's not the first time i i hear this with the guests we've had so far yeah a lot of people and i'm gonna ask you also this question a lot of people deal with uh competition stage fright by trying to live in the moment yeah um is that 
also something you stand by? I would say yes. How, how do you deal? I, I suppose you, you have to deal with stage fright, obviously, mm -hmm. or the stress of, of competing, right? Mm -hmm. How did you deal with that mentally? Um, for example, I always, if I'm, if I'm, I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna get stressed about something, I write it down and I think about it. For example, let's, let, let's, let's talk about this conversation. I was like, okay, I'm gonna be recorded. I'm gonna be talking to Filippo. Did you do that? Yeah. I, I said, okay, you know, I need to think about what can happen. What can happen is first. I'm not fluent enough in my English. I already know that. I'm, I might have to think about something first. Like if he asks me a question, I have to think about the answer and also think about how am I going to say it in English. So if I already know that, why I need to be nervous about it? You know, I think about it. You know, I had an audition last February. I had an audition. I was like, okay, Woody, you're going to make mistakes. <laughs> Put that in your mind. You're gonna make mistakes, so it's not it's not gonna be be something new. You already know you're gonna make mistakes, so why you need to be nervous about it? So when I do it, when I do something, I was like, yeah, I know, I knew it. <laughs> you know, so that's how I deal. I, I that's how I deal with it. Always a step forward. Yeah, think about it. Always ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it though. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't it, though, connect to the fact of overthinking, right? Yes. Do, are you an overthinker? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. Because so, <laughs> I, I, there are various types of overthinking. Yeah, yeah. And a vast majority of them is, is probably very toxic. Yeah. But the one you're telling me is actually very grounding. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a new way of overthinking I should try, even though yeah. I don't think I'll ever manage to <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> Um, question, yeah. what are your plans for the future? Where do you see yourself at being successful in? I mean, I know it's probably trumpet playing and yeah. musicianship, but where exactly? Because it's a big universe. Yeah. Uh, in like, like five years or... You decide. You tell me. Okay. So, um, first, I want to see myself teaching. I want to see myself inspiring people young musicians because one of the things that helped me so much is people that's inspiring me all the time so uh, they helped me so much to see somebody better than me like you know i can i can l give you a list of a lot of trumpet that i listen to every day so i want to be able to teach people to help people because for example um in haiti there's so many great musicians. They like music, but they don't have a, they don't have enough, you know, money to go to a great schools or stuff like this. I want to be able to help them. People from Africa, from other countries that they don't have enough, you know, they can afford, you know, learning in a great universities. I would like to be able to help them to give back. Yeah. So that's one of the things I want to do. I want to be performing. Ha and have my hound band touring, play different uh, places around the world. And, you know, that's all I want to do. See myself inspiring people, be able to play music freely without thinking about 
uh, I'm spending too much money. What am I going to eat today? What am I, I want to be able to be free and help people, help young musicians, kids, schools, high schools, college students, everybody. So that's all I want to do. So I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be older than 40 or 50 without doing this. So for me, I said, you know, you have to. Is do that, that when the clock stops? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's one of the reasons why I did the workshops too. I said, okay, I I need to help them. If I have the opportunity to come here to study music, you know, I'm the I'm the only or the second young trumpet players who had that opportunity. So I need to... In the country? In the country. I know Jean Cas is playing with Michael Bublé. You know Michael Bublé? Uh, yes, I know. He's Michael. playing with Michael Bublé right now, but he grew up in Miami. He was born in here yeah, and grew yeah. up in Miami. I know Obed Calver is playing with the Jazz at Lincoln Center right now. He was born in Miami, but spent some time in Haiti. He's not really... so. You are the actual... Yeah, You're the so, deal. <laughs> you know you could run for president for this, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, I wanted to um to do something different and help people because people has been helping me my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want to do that. For me, being su- a successful musician for me is supposed to be like this. It's the art of giving I back. I would be so happy if I could do that. I I I think not everybody realizes that we are extremely lucky, whether you're a musician or not, to find yourself in in the situation we are now. Yeah, it's something extremely lucky. Um, I I realize that because I've 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 had the opportunity to travel the world um, oh. for my family with my family for my mom's and dad's job. That's the only reason, and only now I realize. How lucky I am. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you know, you can find happiness in a lot of situations. You yeah. don't you yes. need to necessarily find it where we are currently. But I think that the art of giving back is something that that grow the in me grew just recently. Um, I've had an experience a couple of years ago. I was teaching for a program called in Italian Musica Libera Tutti, which means uh, music liberates everybody. And uh, similar to El Sistema mm-hmm. uh, here in America and in Venezuela. And I realized that by helping children that weren't as lucky as I was, mm-hmm. made me feel good and made me yeah. learn even more. Because yeah. you can learn from yourself, you can learn from your teachers. And this is something I want to ask you. Do you believe in the fact that by teaching, you learn more also about yourself? Of course. Absolutely yes, I I think that by teaching something, give you a maturity of what you teaching, you know. And I always do that. If if I wanna, you know, master something, I teach it. <laughs> so if I if I wanna talk about like model skills, I can talk about the whole day. Yeah, Wh- wherever I find a musician, we talk about it. Oh, you know what? What do you think about model skills? Let me tell you that this, you know, this and that, you know, we talk about it. And 
as the more you talk about something is the more you get used to it and you really know you really know the thing mm -hmm. you know if i'm talking about filippo every day i'm gonna try to find something new oh filippo is from italy it's, this is that you know i'm gonna know you another level because i'm talking about you every day so that's it's the same thing for oh, teaching. i feel flattered <laughs> i feel flattered yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so the reason why I'm, I'm asking this is because you know not everybody is as lucky to have encountered the best teachers yeah and it is my belief that we as our generation you spoke about our generation right or the younger generation also, how do you think we should act um, in order to, and this is a question that uh, a previous person left for you. Usually what, what happens is that the previous person we interview leaves a question for the next person. <laughs> and, um, and given the fact that we're almost, almost towards the end, what, what is... What is your your vision to to try and solve this this situation? What do you think our generation should do to make it better for the next one? Wow, that's such a great question. You know, to like say it ends here and it starts again from here. Yeah, I think keep doing the the thing that um, the the previous generations was doing, like keep transferring keep sharing what we have and you know um keep creating stuff for because whatever you're doing now you're making an impact in the world that gonna impact the world like yearly you know if i create a school of music right now this school of music gonna be like in 50 more years so i think one of the things we can do is to keep sharing things, keep helping people, keep doing positive things in this world. So that's going to help this generation to to um, to keep getting better over and over. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we can do is like love each other more, be nice to everybody, and that's going to help the young younger generation to, you know, that's that's all I think about it. Everything is love. Like there's a music name like this, Yanni music. Love is all. So if you wanna be, if you wanna do something different, do it with love, and it will happen. Because love is perfect. Love is all. You know, if we keep yeah loving each other, it's gonna be something different will happen. Every time love is somewhere, something different, something perfect will surely happen mm -hmm. yeah because see in in a world that constantly changes yeah and you know politics is a thing um there's poverty which is another thing yeah human rights and if as a musician um if i have to think about something that could connect all these things a, sil a silver lining that connects all these things into a solution Mm -hmm. or into a step forward is music. And if you think about it, we have a lot of musicians, uh, celebrities, singers, who try to use music as a form of, of peace. Heal the world with Michael Jackson yeah. is an example. Yeah, we are the world. Yeah, sorry, yeah. we are the world is another one. 
And I think that we shouldn't forget about this because as you know, as, as young people, because we are fairly young, mm-hmm. <laughs> as young people, we we tend to forget that there is that we come from something. We are a product of something. Mm-hmm. For example, I got into music because I used to listen to uh, an ad on TV with Roy Orbison singing <laughs> "Pretty Woman." <laughs> Who's your favorite violin player, by the way? My favorite violin player. <laughs> um, by the way, I retired from violin, but my favorite <laughs> violin player is, oh, I have a couple of them. Hilary Hahn is one of them. She is very technical, but at the same time, very musical. So you, it's, she's very good because we always used to say, if you want to see, if you want to learn how to crack the code, by crack the code is like, understand how to do a very difficult technical passage, mm-hmm. just go look for Hilary Hahn on YouTube because the camera is always on her fingers and she's very clear. Wow. So it's if you need to find fingerings of a certain thing, bow strokes or, or, or bowings, look at Hilary Hahn. Hilary. Hilary Hahn, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, and and she's, she's also fairly young. She's, she's very young, actually. Um, another person, uh, let's see. I drifted a little bit away from the violin world, but yeah, unfortunately, but let me think. Well, I've, I've had, he, he, he's not famous like Hilary Hahn, but definitely my violin teacher. Oh, my professor. Great. I met him a long time ago and he, um, I, I used to tell him he, he's from Russia. Well, he's not from Russia. He's uh, from Azerbaijan. He, yeah, he teaches oh. here in Boston. Mm, okay. And... I when I met him in Italy though in in a musical um, camp and I asked him how do I I was studying Bruch violin concerto and I said how do I get through this passage it's so difficult I've been working on it for weeks and I can never and he's like practice slowly <laughs> that's the only way I like I'm doing it like you're not doing it enough <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way so he he's he's also very very technical very. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he's he's not only a mentor. You you asked me before about a musical mentor and a you know as a human mentor, not human sorry as a as a normal non musician mentor. One was your father, the other one was a famous trumpet player. In my case, he is both. Because in a way, he's kind of like a fatherly figure. My parents are far away, so and so I don't you know I don't see them every day as much as I see him. But yeah. That's my uh, my answer to it. All right, so we're almost at the end. Yeah. I have just one request from you, and that is to look into that camera and leave a question for the next person we're going to interview. One of the things that I would ask somebody is how we can be better. And anything we do, anything we are doing, like of being a leader, of being a musician, as a human being, how we can be better so we can help and inspire other musicians or other, you know, other people. That's my question. It's yeah. a simple question. Yeah, yeah. It's basically constantly questioning yourself and how could you be better yeah. for the, yeah. you know, to make it better for the people who come after you. That's amazing. Well, would it appear? Thank you so much for, Such a for being here. And 
I hope you had fun. Thank you very much. I had. <laughs> All right. I had a lot of fun. We can go. <laughs>